Pylon listeners. We are back. We are recording on August 11th. And you will notice, well, let, let's get to who's here, actually, as far as the pylon crew. So I'm Big Z, representing Detroit Lions. And then we just got one other one. Barney, representing the Bears. Joint practices today with our preseason foe for Sunday. It's going to be a good one. <laughs> and we might still be in a little bit of uh, preseason mode here, too, Barney. Uh, for listeners that aren't aware uh Remy, the, the Vikings representative for the pylon, uh, works in the media and sometimes his schedule is all over the place, so he can't be here. And then Kinger, uh, you know, he's he, getting sick of the rot, getting so sick of the Aaron Rodgers talk that he got a, a fit, an actual illness, uh, so he's unable to make the podcast tonight as well. Uh, but that's all right, because we're going to be just focusing on t- everybody's two favorite teams, the NFC North, anyways, the Bears and the Lions. <laughs> and we know the Lions take the crop, usually, uh, the, and then the, everyone else follows uh, <laughs> after that. Um, but there'll still be plenty to talk about, uh, for sure, because uh, there, there's a lot of exciting stuff going on in training camp, uh, at least from our my eyes, and I'm sure from Barney's eyes for the Bears. Uh, like, Barney, I saw that video of Justin Fields rolling out to his left and throwing a, a, a cross uh, for a touchdown. I, I forgot who he threw the touchdown to. I don't know if you saw that video. Uh, yeah, uh, Riley read that. <laughs> I'm sure cool. that got you. Uh, that revved your engines a little bit. Uh, I, I don't know if that's a good throw in an actual NFL game. A little but bit. It was, it was cool to see, I'm sure, from a Bears fan perspective. It wouldn't be a compliment with, with <laughs> without a little bit of backhandedness from you, Bitsy. Yeah, so. you're probably right about that. Uh, nonetheless, uh, Barney, uh, we were talking right before this, and both of our teams have released their unofficial, official, whatever you call them, depth charts. So I want to throw this over to you first. Did anything catch your eye about your team's uh, first release of the depth chart? This is right before we head into the first preseason game. By the way, first preseason games. Coming up this weekend, the Lions play on the NFL Network um, at 6 o'clock uh, Eastern on, I'm sorry, 6 o'clock Central, 7 o'clock Eastern on the NFL Network against the Bills. That's in Detroit, and that's on Friday. And then your Bears, Barney, playing at noon Central, also on the NFL Network against the Miami Dolphins. I just want to throw that out there in case listeners are not aware yeah. of where to find their games. Yeah, and... and- and I think I misspoke. That's on Saturday. Right, yeah. The, Bear, the Bears are on Saturday. Lions on Friday. And then uh, Minnesota playing at 3 o'clock on the NFL Network right after that Bears game at home against Denver. And then uh, Green Bay playing at home 7 o'clock against Houston. That game is not on national television because nobody wants to watch the Packers. Right, Barney? <laughs> <laughs> so throwing it back now to the, the depth chart, though. Uh, at what caught your eye as a Bears fan, or did anything, or is it what, about what you expected? Uh, you know, if 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 you're paying attention, uh, last couple of weeks, the the two positions that were upping up for grabs uh, were, you know, everybody wants to talk about the the QB position, but uh, you know, like I said, right now that is Andy Dalton's. However, I think there are a lot of people in the media that think that that. Uh, that he can be unseated just during these uh, preseason games. Uh, Justin Fields has apparently been that good. That's no knock on Andy. He's played. He's great. Andy Dalton. Uh, our <laughs> QB. Yeah, yeah. Our QB room is uh, just. It's better than we've had it in a long time. Uh, so you know, there's a lot of optimism there. But the two positions that were up for grabs: wide receiver three, uh, and quarterback two. Cornerback. Um, 
you know, it was uh, it comes down to Demir Bird and uh, Marquise Goodwin for that wide receiver three position right now. The the unofficial depth chart has Goodwin there. Uh, they mm-hmm. both have been been stringing together a lot of good practices. They're they're kind of the same mold, you know. They're just very they're they're smaller but very very quick uh, wide receivers. Um, Nagy's trying to get a lot of speed out there. Remind me where Bird's from here. again. Uh, Bird, we got Bird from oh right 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 yep, uh, yep. last year. So and. Um, and Marquise was Marquise right. has been hopping around the league, but I think his last stint was at yep. San Fran. Um, but right now they have Goodwin there. Uh, he's getting some really good chemistry going with Andy Dalton. Uh, so you know, like I kind of had him slated there, but like again, it was up for grabs. We don't really know who's who's going to take that spot. Um, Daz Newsom has come back from his injury, his collarbone injury, and uh, he's starting to play really well. But um, you know, I, I don't I don't see too many snaps happening for him to uh, you know in the beginning of the season, but uh, the other position cornerback this one was was you know uh, this one was was it was for concern mm-hmm. here for the Bears um, cornerback to you know our big acquisitions were uh, Trufant, which if you want to call it a big acquisition uh, he's kind of the guy that we were hoping to put and just glue into our. Uh, our secondary, um, but you know he's been a little banged up, nursing some injuries, and then there's Artie wow, Burns, shocker. who we Trufant got last injuries. year. Didn't see that one coming. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> oh, Picking yeah. up right where he left off, but both those guys, both those guys have been nursing some injuries. So, um, second year Kendall Vildor uh, has been able to get out there and impress. He's a real quick guy. Uh, there's been some clips going around. Uh, of him laying the wood on some receivers. I, I mean, I, I love it. I also don't love it because it's like, <laughs> come on. Ah, no, fire. I love it. You're battling for a <laughs> uh, spot on the but, roster. Everybody's... Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I get it. And, um, you know, there's a lot to like from him. He stepped up for Jalen Johnson late in the last, like, five or six games last year in the season when Johnson was having some shoulder issues. Uh, you know, it wasn't like he, he – blew us away, but he played pretty solid in those games. He, he, he improved each, each and every week. Uh, and so right now he's slated as the, the cornerback number two. And, um, you know, I'm pretty pleased with that. It's going to, that's going to definitely be our Achilles heel on defense. Um, but Hey, I mean, you got to give these guys a shot if you're drafting them and, and they're going out there and pressing it's, I mean, it's, you got to, right. you got to see what he can do. So, um, you know, those are our two positions. What do you what do you got going on? So over at, Detroit, uh, baby. Uh, well, I'm as as much overturning this roster had uh, this off this off season. Um, not a lot of surprises, I would say, necessarily on this depth chart, um, especially what we've seen out of the first couple of weeks of training camp. Like Lee McNeil uh, listed as a starter, uh, our third round draft pick. He actually made the um, the athletics. Freak list. I don't know if you're familiar with that, Barney. A uh, writer every year puts. Uh, they wait for a couple of weeks of training camp to kind of hear about these guys, and then they see their size and weight, and then uh, list them like the top ten like biggest athletic freaks that they expect mm. to wreak havoc in the league. And Lee McNeil made that list uh, for what, for I don't know for what it's worth. Like the Force Buckner was on there in the past and stuff. Um, so it's a good list to make. You know it. It means nothing. It's just a it's a list. Uh, but nonetheless, he's on there. 
Is is that strictly like for rookies? Uh, or? I, I believe first and second year uh, guys. Uh, but they, okay. he does, yeah, they don't they don't put like you know JJ Watt on there every year. It'd be a boring uh, boring list every right. year. Right. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, Lee McNeil. Uh, watch out for him, third rounder. He's been wreaking havoc in uh, training camp here so far, especially going against uh, All Pro Frank Rag now every day. I think that's uh, really important reps for him too. Um, the other ones, uh, I mean, not not big surprises, but Amani Warrior. Uh, as the second cornerback, uh, I had my doubts coming into the season if he would kind of cement that role, and he has more than cemented it by all accounts. Uh, him and Akuda should be one and two. I thought Quinton at, uh, Dunbar, the veteran quarterback, might challenge for that, but he hasn't been there uh, pretty much this whole training camp dealing with some personal issue of some sort. And then Tracy Walker and Will Harris, uh, two safeties that have struggled mightily under Patricia. Both listed as starters this year. Uh, so hopefully a new defense uh, will bring out the best in them because that is my number one concern uh, for this defense is the safety position. I am a little worried. I will, you know, I'll, I drink the Kool-Aid Barney better than the rest, best and better than most, I should say. Uh, but even that, even saying that, uh, the safety spot still scares me a little bit. Uh, going a bit to offense, you know, wide receiver is kind of open. Tyrell Williams, Bashad Perryman. Uh, the, the only the biggest one, maybe, uh, you know, they list wide two wide receiver slots, right? So it, it's hard to see like one, two, three, right. four. Um, but Khalif Raymond mm-hmm. was listed above the Monroe St. Brown, and I've heard a lot of good things. I mean, we'll get into that, uh, you know, the good, the bad, and ugly here in a moment. But Monroe St. Brown, I thought, might be ahead of Khalif Raymond. Khalif Raymond. Kind of a journeyman uh, returner in the league who also plays like fourth, fifth wide receiver on teams. Uh, right now listed as our fourth, fifth wide receiver. So that, that stood out to me. So th- that was it. Otherwise, a lot of uh, what do you expect? The And as far as that wide receiver battle goes, it would shock me if Amon Ra, you know, wouldn't carve out a real big piece this year. Uh, for that Detroit Lions offense, I just I I I liked him. I I've liked him for years now. When he was at USC, I just think he's a very oh, yeah. smart, um, just really really talented uh, slot player, right? So um, I I like him a lot. I've seen I've seen a lot of things just coming out of the Detroit oh, Twitter yeah, and all that stuff. Uh, just just about him playing well. But I don't want to steal your thunder in case you're. you're well, well I mean, let's transition, ball. Barney. Let's go to the good, the bad, and the. Damn right ugly, but uh, uh, the good. Let's start with the good. Um, and and we're going to transition right into it. Amon Ross St. Brown uh, in training camp has been nothing but spectacular, apparently. He hasn't dropped a pass yet by all accounts. Um, a guy that stays later than anybody on the field to take uh, receptions off the jugs machine. Um, this guy has been battling. I, and by battling, I mean, like, stirring up some physical fights in practice. Um leaping over Akuda and one-on-one drills. So he has definitely made a name for himself in this training camp, somebody that's on everybody's radar. I think by the end of this season, he carves himself like as a number three wide receiver, if not the the, the, the main slot target. By, because uh, by all counts, too, uh, he is Jared Goff's second favorite target in training camp overall here. So I think that says a lot. Now, there's been some injuries that have allowed that to happen. Um, and we'll, we, that'll be in my ugly uh, section, most likely, and we'll get there. 
But Amon Ross St. Brown, definitely good. Um, the Lions offensive line, nothing but spectacular, uh, which is what we are looking for at this time. Uh, we'll see it in the preseason game. I, it looks like the Lions will be playing like the first quarter with their starters. Uh, so we should see a lot of production on the offensive line. TJ Hawkinson living up as the best player on the offense. Um, and then flipping it to the defensive side, uh, the good. I mentioned it before, but Ali McNeil making a lot of noise. And then uh, Julian Aquara, you know, winning a lot of one-on-ones. That's been encouraging. Uh, he apparently loves the spin move a little too much. It's a really good spin move, but he needs to up the repertoire of pass rush moves. Hopefully he can do that before the season starts. And then I mentioned it before, but Akuda and Awarie have been, by all reports, uh, very, very good and taking giant leaps forward compared to what they were doing in training camp last year, especially Akuda. Akuda, last year we heard constantly he was falling over, uh, getting beat deep. That is not happening this year. Now, is that because we don't have uh, Kenny Galladay and Marvin Jones in camp? Instead, it's Brashad Perryman and Tyrell Williams. Uh, hard to say, uh, but... They, at least they look good, and that's all I need right now. I need that positive positivity. <laughs> uh, so that's the good for the Lions. Barney, how about the Bears? Give me some good. Yeah, defensively, um, we we look pretty sound up front. Uh, you know, right now, you know, Eddie Goldman is is out because of COVID. Uh, he's still out. He's Kyrie been out a couple Tonga, weeks, the right? Big, yeah, he's he's been out. I mean, I don't mm. I don't understand the protocols to be totally honest with you, but uh, he hasn't rejoined with us. And, and if you remember last year, he sat out because he's a big guy with asthma. So I don't know if they're just trying to ease him into this and whatnot. But uh, you know, Kyrie Tonga is is uh, is stepping up in, at the nose, um, and you know he's been pretty formidable. Uh, as far as their defense goes, just as a unit. The entire team is really jazzed about new up and coming uh, off or defensive coordinator Sean Desai. Uh, they like the schemes he's putting out there uh, a lot more than the last year that they had with um, with Chuck Pagano. Yeah. Uh, this is kind of getting them a little bit more aggressive uh, back, you know, with with what Vic Fangio would do. Right? Um, they're seeing a lot more game planning going on and just more of the X's and O's than you know, base defense sort of. Uh, so, you know, it, it's nice. Every Everyone's really jazzed. Uh, we just got um, Eddie Jackson back. Uh, gotcha. He was kind of nursing some injuries, but he's out there now. And, uh, you know, it, the defensive side of the ball, I think, will be back to being a top 10 unit, uh, possibly better, you know, as long as our guys like Eddie Goldman and, uh, and our starters can stay healthy. Uh, but as far as offensive goes – uh, again, I'm going to touch the quarterbacks. I mean, dude, I can't say it enough. Every day keeps getting better and better um, with our QB room. Um, I, I mean, I, I, all the beat writers. I mean, they they say this is our this was you know Fields' best day. This was Fields' best day. Every next day hmm. is Fields' best day. Today they had a uh, a joint practice with hmm. the Miami Dolphins, uh, and he connected. Twice, two long balls to John Vay Johnson. Uh, touchdowns, uh, just right in stride. One of them was was about fifty yards, um, and and that has that has some legs with it because 
you know, right now our, our, our offensive line is in shambles. Uh, make no mistake, uh, the offense didn't look tremendous versus the versus the, uh, the the Dolphins defense with Brian, Brian yep. Fuller, uh, Flores out there. Um, you know, but they, but it kind of was expected. Uh, all the, these quarterbacks <laughs> for the Bears donning the orange, they got to get the ball out way faster mm. than they want to because uh, as far as this joint practice has gone, both defenses absolutely dominated the offenses. Um, so, you know, w- when it comes to Justin, uh, he's every day there's there's new clips of, of, of throws that he's thrown out. It's just encouraging. You know, we again we haven't had a we've been the oldest team in the in the league, and we haven't had a four thousand yard <laughs> passer. So, I mean, that just shows you the poor quarterback play that we've had. Uh, you you but, haven't gone you know uh, this off season. You haven't gone one episode without mentioning that yet. <laughs> Yeah, well, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna do it until we cross that yeah. mark. Um, hopefully, the 17 game <laughs> helps us. But <laughs> but uh, you know, there's a lot to be excited about. Um, you know, it, uh, David Montgomery looks tough. Um, Allen Robinson he took he took a day off today, but there's a lot of good chemistry going on with both quarterbacks. And as far as you know, just as an offense goes. Uh, I think we'll be a lot more clean um, uh, and just a lot more enjoyable to watch because it has been an eyesore for the last gotcha. couple of years. But uh, outside of that, um, you know, I mean, I'd just be kind of doing coach speak <laughs> at this point. And a lot of coach speak there. I mean, the training camp is a lot of – It's usually you hear more good than bad, I feel, uh, in training camp. So that's why when we tra- transition to the bad here, I'm, I have less to report because there's just – a lot more good that comes out of it. And until you see the games and actually see the results. Uh, there's a lot of, like you said, coach speak, uh, you know, reporters only notice what as much as they can. Uh, but usually it's relayed to them more. So they don't even know what's going on in the field half the time. Like, cause they're too far away. Can't hear and know what the right. play call is, blah, blah, blah. Uh, so my bad um, is probably going to Logan Stenberg. Uh, of the Lions. Now, this is a fourth-round draft pick from a couple of years ago for the Lions, or last year, I should say, um, out of Kentucky. A really raw guy, kind of a, like a nut. Like He led the SEC in holding calls when they, the Lions drafted him. I, I didn't I didn't necessarily like the pick, and so far uh, it's proven that – I mean, Dan Campbell has said nothing but like – High praise on almost every player he's been asked about. Logan Stenberg, he had some he had some pause and said he had a lot of work to go, and that's what we heard last year. Um, he he didn't play a single snap last year on the offensive line. I think he got like one or two special teams ones in, but I'd be surprised if he makes the roster. Honestly, uh, it's it doesn't look good, I, and I have not heard much good about him. The other person I haven't heard much good about is Jelani Tavai, but I haven't heard bad either. It's it just I haven't heard anything about it, and that's a Jelani Tavai, our uh, inside linebacker, he was a uh, he. He's been around for a couple of years. This is his third year. Uh, I, I I don't think he makes a roster because I think Lions are looking for fast linebackers, and I don't think he fits what they're looking for. I could be wrong because the Lions linebacker core is still not super strong. Uh, they have some work to go to go on that uh, going forward, and they're retooling here. But nonetheless, uh, Tavai. Someone I will probably be watching for on Friday, that's for certain, uh, as far as individual performances go. Jelani Tavile, I would recommend all Lions fans to watch against the Bills and see if he makes any plays. 
because in the past or two years ago he started to, then he dipped off, and then last year was just an abomination. And then the other one, uh, our kickers, our kickers. Uh, we got rid of Matt Prater this offseason. He signed with the Cardinals. So we had Randy Bullock of the Cincinnati Bengals we signed, and then Matthew Wright, who was a replacement kicker for the Pittsburgh Steelers last year. Matthew Wright got cut this week, and we signed Zane Gonzalez, who was the Cardinals kicker last year. So the Lions cut, or don't, they didn't cut. They did not re-sign Matt Prater, the Cardinals do, and then the Lions take the Cardinals' old kicker. <laughs> I'd rather have Matt Prater if it was me, uh, but I guess the Lions r- rather spend that money elsewhere in their quote-unquote retooling. So that's a bad for me, Barney. I didn't get to the the really damn ugly yet. Uh, we get, we'll get to that in a moment. Uh, but how about you? What's the bad? Uh, you know, the bad and the ugly are kind of the same here. I'll separate yeah. a little bit. Just as a whole, our offensive line just looks atrocious right now. <laughs> um, you know, we have Elijah Wilkinson playing left tackle. Um, we got him from uh, Denver. Uh, at left guard, we got Whitehair. He's out there. He's a starter. So that's nice. Uh, we got Mustafer at center. He's a starter. He's a second-year guy, uh, you know, undrafted. Um, he played really strong for us. But, again, uh, you know, it, at this point in his career, he's not a, a, a huge staple, although he's shown a lot of good signs for us. At right guard, we're, we're hurt by our injuries again. Uh, James Daniels still out. Uh, so right now Alex Bars, who was manning that last year, uh, He's out there, uh, but he's kind of the same uh, as as Mustafer, right? Nothing to really gloat about. Uh, and then right tackle, Ifedi's been out nursing um, uh, a leg injury, a hamstring injury. So we have our our seventh round pick from like last year, Lechavius Simmons, uh, you know, there. So as far as a quarterback goes. Uh, especially week one. Uh, if if these guys don't get healthy, uh, Aaron Donald, I, I'll tell you, <laughs> I would not want to be Andy Dalton yeah. or Justin That's Fields, a tough week one uh, matchup because, for you on the inside, uh, that's for it, sure. We saw what happened last year. Yeah, that. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, it's tough, but um, I will say that I'm just going to go right into it. The ugly, there's reports came out, you know, and I was, I was really – scratching my head about Tevin Jenkins here. Uh, you know, just he showed up in rookie or, uh, yep. you know, the rookie mini camps and all that, and he, and he played. But there's no, pra- there's no pads. There's, I mean, there's no real contact there. So, you know, he was able to go out there, but he's been out for the last two or so weeks, two or three weeks, and and it was all back soreness, back soreness. And, and you know, when you're, when you're out for back soreness for over a week, you know, it, it – it, it starts, you know, triggering my mind, you know, is it really soreness or are they just downplaying yeah. an injury? And, you know, apparently, um, you know, his last three games at Oki State, he was hobbled with uh, with the lumbar injury, a lower back injury, uh, which was, I believe, part I of the reason why he fell the in the draft. Right. And, um, you know, so. I, I'm I'm not I'm not trying to lose out on a hope. It's just it's it's concerning because the Bears they have such a hard time drafting offensive line talent and and back injuries are no fun and uh you know it just kind of is giving me PTSD of when we signed uh, or when we drafted Chris Williams from Vanderbilt in the first round uh, way but you know a 
couple years back, probably like seven or eight years back, and and he mm. probably more than that to be honest. But uh, but you know he he after drafting him, he didn't play a single down until you know he had to have back surgery, and it's like, dude, are we about to go down this path again? Um, but you know Nagy's Nagy's still optimistic about him. Um, they have a plan in place, but again, that's all stuff that that they're going to say. So we really don't know what we're gonna have with him. Um, you know, I, I don't know if it was a leap of faith of them drafting him at that point, uh, or if they just knew that you know this was something that they can get control of. Uh, again, nobody's really. It's kind of like a hockey injury. You know, it's like uh, they're, 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 it's, it's a oh, yeah, body. Yeah. like I that's all that. they're giving it, us. Yeah. You know, like like they're not they're not disclosing anything and. Uh, it kind of sucks because you know it, it, this off season, these last couple months, it's it's been something that the the Bears have been, uh, Bears fans have been pretty optimistic about. Um, he hasn't taken a he hasn't taken know, a snap in we, training camp yet, right? He has hmm. he hasn't taken a single Strange. snap. So uh, you know it, it's it's worrisome, but then again, like you know, this isn't about being great this year. Uh, you know, and, and, and whatnot, uh, you know, obviously we want to win all the games we, we can, but, you know, we, we also recognize that there, that we have a lot of, uh, a lot of work to do on, on all positions and, and we're not really sound if, on If the Bears don't make the playoffs so, this year, um, is, is Nagy fired? I don't know. I, I mean, I, I think, uh, I think if the, you know, there's a lot of factors come to play. If Justin Fields is, is, is a, is a bright spot and he's actually putting in work, I you know, and, and, and has, you know, a lot of a really good games, but, you know, maybe for whatever reason we, we're not winning. Uh, as long as that offense starts to improve, I think that Nagy will I mean, look at uh, – But uh, look at, the, at, at, at the same time, the, the, bear, the Bears brass is like yeah, – I, I don't think they have yeah, a backbone, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so it's not like – I, I think uh, the fans might have a different interpretation, right? But as far as – their comfort with uh, with the Bears brass, I think I think they're pretty safe, unless it's just like a colossal, you know. I mean, look at the Chargers last year, though. Justin Herbert broke all rookie records, and then they still fired the coaching staff. So that might not be. If that happens, that still might not play out. If they don't make it to the playoffs, true. He still might get fired. Uh, true, true. But I don't know. I mean, I mean, it's it's worrisome because you don't really know anything, and back injuries are no fun to talk about because they're they're that's probably the worst injury you can have in uh, you right. know football. So uh, that that's about it right now for for the uh, for the ugly. But I'll, I will tell you just because um, you know I, I know this name will ring a bell. Tease yeah. Tease Tabor. Uh, he, he's with the Bears today, or with with our team, and uh, apparently he had a pretty vicious hit on uh, Alan Hearns uh, today at the joint practice, and uh, it was just this close to being an all-out brawl. Uh, apparently Brian Flores, uh, uh, Alan Hearns wanted all the smoke. Everyone's re- reporting that he was ready to just, you know, one to him. And uh, Brian Flores had to just grab him by the the uh, horse collar and drag him <laughs> back himself. So I, I don't know. I thought it was pretty funny Tease being Tabor. Tease Tabor, who I, I, I yeah, he was on your practice squad team, last year, right? But, you know. Oh man, what a Bob Quinn's worst draft pick for sure. Uh, the the former GM of the Lions who was fired uh, this you know past off season. Oh, second do, round, do second that round. Was? That was in the middle rounds, right? Yep, 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 yep. Nah. Uh, just completely horrible in every imaginable way possible. 
he was a beast in Florida. It's just he just can't. I don't think. I don't think. Uh, he can nope. Hang with there was a reason uh, people were concerned about his extremely slow forty time. It was like four, six, four, seven. Uh, and people said, "Oh, it might have been an injury or something like that." Nope. Uh, that was his true speed, as it turns out. So the forty does can mean something still uh, to some degree. Bob Quinn said he made that pick all on his own, kind of usurped everybody in his building. Uh, so. All the scouts and everything like that. That's yeah. hilarious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, not good. Not not good. Um, so I'm going to go to my damn ugly, and that is, uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of along the lines of yours too, Barney, in terms of injuries. It's just been bad. I'm sure this is a lot of NFL teams. Uh, you know, that everybody deals with injuries, but and maybe I'm just noticing it, it's come back to me again. But this off season uh, or this training camp, just a lot like Deshaun Hand. A guy we have high hopes for. He's done, dealt with nothing but injuries. He said he gained 20 pounds this offseason, like a muscle. Um, struggled with injuries in the past. And he finally, just after saying he's in the best shape of his life, 17 hours after that press conference, he goes and hurts himself and walks off the field. Um, and this is a guy that was uh, like defensive, like all rookie team. Uh, and, but then the last couple of years, he just hasn't been able to stay on the field, and it's a struggle. And that, and then Kevin Strong, John Penasini, Levi Wunzarike, our our high second round draft pick, Levi Wunzarike, also dealing with sore back, Barney. Also, although he does not have a history of it, like uh, Tevin Jenkins does a little bit, so I'm not sure what's going on there. But regardless, the Lions' uh, defensive line throwing out just random names I've never heard of uh, just to get bodies on the field at the moment from injuries. Then there's Quinton Dunbar I mentioned hasn't been there for training camp yet. Uh, that is a guy I was expecting to possibly compete for starting quarterback with Amani Warrior. He hasn't even been there, and, and not because of injury, just a personal issue. Uh, a guy named Cornelder, not a big deal. Quintez Cephas, Tyrell Williams, Brashard Perryman, all these guys getting hurt. Uh, Quintus Cephas hit his head on the turf, I guess, pretty good. That, that's always concerning. Uh, Jamar Jefferson, our seventh-round running back out of Oregon State. Uh, he, yeah. Love that. I game. know you do. Yeah, he won you money, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, you wanted the Bears draft, I think. But I think at, at that point you were just reaching for a name that you like because he won you money at some point. But nonetheless, actually, he's actually really good at this training yeah. camp, doing, getting, catching a lot of balls out of the backfield, kind of like a third-down back rule. Uh, and – I, I was looking forward to seeing him on Friday on the first preseason game, but now he hurt his ankle. Uh, so just a lot of injuries, and it's kind of hurt uh, the looks that we get to see at practice. So that that that's what I uh, consider very ugly. Just when these guys aren't on the field getting their work in in the preseason, some of these it doesn't it doesn't matter as much like for the veterans, but when you see the rookies go down, that's when you're like, oh, like I, I like Tevin Jenkins. This is. You know he's got to learn NFL offense. How do you how do you throw him in a starting role when he hasn't even been on the field for one snap in the preseason? You can't. You can't. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's tough. Um, yeah. Not, not. Not. I mean, I've been pumping the tires on on just like being optimistic about this offensive line, and each one of them just keeps going down. It's like what? Yeah. Right. It's going. Uh, so Barney. We're the half hour mark here, but uh, uh, but before we go, I just wanted to did did you get the chance to see um, Dan Campbell uh, take the mic at Ford Field for the Lions practice at Ford Field? 
they gave him the mic. The, nah, you know, the big crowd there watching the practice, and he <laughs> and he was like a, he's like a WWE wrestler already. The kind of the way he talks and is entertaining. But you give him that man a microphone in front of a full stadium, and it was just hilarious. He's he was making like a comparison to setting up a fr- a fire on like a Friday night with your buddies. You're sitting by the fire drinking a beer, but you know what? We gotta stoke the fire. We gotta light the flames, and then at some point. The flames are gonna die a little bit. Then you gotta pour gasoline on the fire and just light that mother effer up. It was just hilarious. Uh, I still love Dan Campbell. Yeah, he drinks he, the blue Kool Aid be... harder than me or even on my other podcasts. Uh, so <laughs> I love it. I'm here for it. I hope it translates into wins. I have no idea if it will, but right now it's a whole lot of fun uh, as a Lions fan, at least. I imagine from people outside of Detroit, uh, they. They might think it's just like kind of a clown show or a sideshow type thing, but I'm telling you, Lions fans, I would say like 85% approval rating right now. Just com- especially coming from the Matt Patricia era, it was nothing but like it was sadness and anger. And now we at least have this guy. He was trying to be Bill Belichick. Yeah, no emotion, exactly. no nothing. Yeah, now he's like, back uh, in New England. You know. <laughs> so, uh, and then Bob Quinn's like working for the Browns as like a personal assistant, or I don't know, some weird role. Either way, he couldn't get back in New England, unfortunately, like Matt Patricia could. But uh So when 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 Friday comes around and you guys are having your game with the Bills, what's what's one thing you're hoping to hoping to see? Is there a specific person that you wanna um you know let loose and, and, and get some Well uh, I, I, I think I mentioned earlier Jelani Tavai, uh linebacker that's on the bubble. Um people had high hopes for him when we drafted him in the second round, although people thought it was way like probably two rounds too early to draft him at that point uh so i'm curious if he can do anything to make the roster um i'd like to see jeff akuda out there and then just on the offensive side uh see kind of what our scheme looks like and uh what we expect am i going to see a lot of two tight end sets uh who is getting those reps who's getting reps at fullback i don't know that's what i'm kind of looking for how about you with the bears fields it kind of Kind of the same, it, yeah. Uh, I mean, it, it's definitely Fields, right? Um, Nagy is is not holding back, at least to us. Uh, he's saying that um, you know he's going to have ample amount of opportunity in these three games. Uh, he's gonna he's gonna play a whole lot more. You know, Nagy's taking a lot of heat during the the, um, the preseasons uh, because he's he he's known for you know maybe just one or or two sets, like even in the second and third game. Right, and and he's sitting starters all the time, and and it was never a focus for them. But but he's saying right now that that field is going to have plenty chance, and I I really think this battle, this QB battle. Although I I think that no matter what, uh, Andy Dalton is the week one starter, uh, for more more reasons than just him right. uh, being a veteran, but also the just the the shape of our offensive mm-hmm. line. But uh, you know it's. I am I am very excited to see uh, Justin Fields out there, but I will say I'm going to throw one line out there. I know I said I, I probably won it, uh, but the over under for the for the Bears Dolphins game is 35 and a half, and I'm telling you the under should Holy be cow, that's, very, uh, very yeah. Good. I I do I do like the under there too, Bernie, because uh, that 
If it's if it's anything like today's joint practice, I mean, it was just both teams, nothing but sacks. I mean, it was like it was just like there was no plays uh, being done. It was it was it was first reads and three step drops getting you know thrown I, out. I, there I, I, and I can speak for both of us. I think in this, uh, just with the first preseason game, don't get injured. I don't want to see any major injuries out there. That's that's always number one concern I think for these coaches. Oh, man, Barney. So we got some football to look forward to this weekend. Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah we're less yeah, than a month a away from time. the start of the NFL season, so it's really ramping up here, buddy. Uh, I'm excited. I know you're excited. I know our listeners are excited. Kinger and Remy, they're excited. So, we, I mean, just a lot a lot of good stuff going on. As Summer might be winding down, but that means football is ramping up. So... Don't get don't get too sad if if you're a summer lover. Uh, but anyways, all right, Barney. I think that's gonna wrap it up. Uh, so, pylon listeners or new listeners, uh, please subscribe to this podcast on Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from. Please subscribe. Uh, please leave a re- review. We'd really appreciate that. Instagram at the pylon, Twitter at the pylon. Pod. Please follow us on there. We will be ramping up our social media posts, that's for sure, as the season progresses. So thank you, everybody, for listening. We really appreciate it. Have a great weekend watching your uh, your team play football for the first time this year. And I look forward to the start of the Lions 2021-2022 Super Bowl season party. I don't know about you. I'm, I'm going to throw uh, a, a goofy little Go wager out here, all right? Uh, to open up the podcast next week, uh, the team – between us two, the team who scores the fewest amount of points at our preseason opener is uh, has to has to shot. All right, I like it. Uh, fine, let's do it. Why the hell? What? <laughs> what the hell? I have I have faith. I have optimism. This and Kinger and Remy aren't here, but this they're they're included in this too, and we'll let them know. All right, we'll all let right, them I'll know because I I would guess that the Vikings score the least for some reason. One tie, all tie. Ah. If, if, if the bottom, if the bottom two tie, I like everybody shot. I like it. Perfect way to end this party. <laughs> Excellent. All right. So thank you, everybody, for listening. Have a great weekend. Enjoy watching your teams, and we'll be back next week with all our reactions.